0: Yeah, if you can pour us some of that as well, wow. oh, That's perfect. Yeah, I like to pre pour our booze here because otherwise,
1: <laughs> I make a lot of noise doing it. Then <laughs> you spill things and it's just. I spilled. Yeah, I spilled oh. the other day. I spilled like a lot. <laughs> whiskey, whiskey, the singer's getting sore. We raised the roof, now we're lowering the floor. The band is blistering, but we got a little more. When I say one two, you say three four. One two, three.
0: Welcome to the whiskey topic. I'm Mark Bylock,
1: and I'm Jamie Johnson.
0: And uh, Jamie, today we have a celebrity on on the show.
1: We do now. Yay, you know we, we do. Love this is amazing. People. It's amazing. Um,
0: <laughs> well, you and I have both been on TV.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we many of our guests have been on TV. Yes. Um, but not many of our guests have been on uh, like Canada's number one. Two, four, fifth show? I don't know. A very popular show in Canada. Really I actually, popular. I researched a lot CBC. about this, of course. Um, uh, but also, uh, Kevin O'Leary's on this show, which was a very famous. I think he was. He, he was. Yeah. He's gone now, right? I
1: think so. That's
0: our Donald Trump, in case you're wondering. Ooh. Um, <laughs> um, anyway.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> basically, our Donald Trump. Basically. Uh, but he never got it. He never got into our political.
1: No, he race. didn't make
0: it. He didn't make it. Um, but anyway, uh, we have uh, Cole Miller here. Uh, Cole Miller is the. Face behind twelve barrels of whiskey, um, uniquely Canadian rye spirit whiskey. We'll 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 let him talk about it. But you were uh, Cole, you were on Dragons Den uh, to kind of finance the the operation of of what you're doing.
2: Yeah, so that was uh, we filmed that almost exactly a year ago, and uh, that aired back in February. Um, so it was quite the interesting experience. Um, walking up there and you know, 1.75 million people watched it on average. So that was kind of interesting. Awesome. Pitch went really well. Yeah, They show about seven and a half, eight minutes is what I got on air. Yeah, And uh, we pitched for just shy of an hour. So it was super wow. interesting what they don't show you behind the scenes and what happened. Uh, but we ended up getting um, offers from of the Dragons and did a deal with um, Jim Tree Living. He does Boston Pizza. Mm-hmm. And Mike Weckerley is a finance guy uh, in here in Toronto on Bay Street there. And, uh, so the deal was done on TV. Um, we worked together for about three or four months, but it didn't actually work out. Okay. Um, so they're not involved in the company longer, but it was definitely an interesting experience to say the least. I heard that. Sure. I've heard
0: that a couple of times for with with Jill. So if, if you're not familiar with dragons, then that's where, uh, people look for funding on TV and it's mm-hmm. very entertaining to watch
1: because
2: yeah. people have crazy ideas and it's yeah. fun.
1: The, uh, the American version is shark tank that's right yes yeah, Shark for Tank. reference yes right. Shark Tank Dragon's uh, Den I like
2: to say that Shark Tank was based off of Dragon's Den so we did it first that's true <laughs> for we all did. the Americans listening. that's well, true I think, But I think Dragon's
0: Den was based on the UK version of Dragon's Den it was probably it, which was originally yeah. based
2: off the Japanese but they do it first
0: oh my, oh god,
1: my god this is one of those things this is, <laughs> all right, this is all right. amazing We so you like right. second to last we to do were it,
0: second to that's last okay. then, and that's okay. I guess Dragon's Den didn't Go well in the U.S. They're like this: is Dragons and Dens. No, no Shark Tank.
1: Shark Tank, that's American. <laughs> so funny.
0: <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, so you, when the show you do get funding, uh, what was the deal in the show that you were
2: uh, given? Uh, the deal, if I remember correctly, was hundred and fifty thousand dollars for forty percent of the company. Now, backtracking a little bit, that's not a whole lot of money. I only went in asking for forty thousand dollars for thirty percent of the company, mm-hmm. um, because when I initially auditioned for Dragons Den, um, I didn't have a product. I didn't have a name. I just had a story of, "Hey, I make booze, and I'm going to do this," <laughs> and they really liked the the high school university story. So they bought in that and said, "If we have it back on in two months, will you have a product ready?" So my dad and I, uh, who went on the show with me and dressed up as George, um, we labeled, <laughs> we put labels on the bottle the, for the night before. Yeah. We didn't actually have any more than a Mickey of 375 mils of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> so we, the eight bottles we had on display, were just soy sauce and water. It was just super TV. We were totally <laughs> unprepared, and uh, we're just going out there to to have some fun and get some exposure, of course. So you know I saw some water. This is gonna be my next whiskey. Yeah,
0: soy sauce and water. <laughs> you know what I think?
1: And actually, so "Mickey" is is a very uniquely Canadian thing to say, yes. and I don't think for some reason the two like booze like podcasters have yet to use the word "Mickey." on the yeah. podcast i don't know why that's like my parents point. are both from northern ontario like i should like I, this word like it lives <laughs> in my vernacular but i never use it when we talk but it's so there it is so for americans yes we we up here in canada have the the mickey which is a 375 like plastic sort of bottle, bottle. that you can put in your coat pocket yeah it and keeps some, you warm at night
0: sometimes you're you're uh you're you're <laughs> flasks are also
2: called mickeys cuz it's uh, about yes. the same volume yes. give or take yeah so uh, but
1: do tell us the story the story of george
2: yeah so um i try to find a name with some historical significance mm-hmm. um when you're trying to come up with a name there's two things that you want to get is some sort of history to build up to compete with the other guys who do have history but also um bring in a sense of place mm-hmm. so you don't want to call it Napanee Distilling Company, because you restrict yourself a little bit, but having some sort of sense of place where you're able to root that story. So uh, I ended up going to the Museum of Archives in Napanee and going through some of the old documents. We knew there were some distilleries back in the day, um, 50, 75 years before Confederation. So this is early 1800s, um, and we were just searching through. Can we find them? What were they making? What were they called? And these sorts of things. And I ended up coming across this guy, John Meager and uh, Mahar, depending on, you know, we don't really know how it was said, uh, (laughs) depending on who you ask. But uh, 1853, he's grinding wheat. So he would, all the farmers would bring their wheat in, he'd grind it up. He'd keep keep 10% and he'd give away the other 90 and he'd give the 10% to his wife and kids. They own the local, um, you know, shop. So they'd make bread out of that. but bread only lasts for a few weeks and his business started booming and you need some way to preserve that whiskey through the winter, or the wheat through the winter, so he ended up making whiskey. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Ends up having, uh, I think it was 15 or 17 kids, um, and George, our mascot, who's in the front of the bottle, is the youngest of them all. Mm -hmm. Um, The brothers played in the first hockey game in 1875 in Montreal. George won the 1891 World Figure Skating Championships in, in, uh, in Ottawa. Um, is in the Hall of Fame because he's the first person to take hockey to Europe, did all these great Canadian things. Um, so when he was practicing for his figure skating jumps, um, he'd take his dad's whiskey barrels out into Lake Ontario and jump them. And if you could jump over a whiskey barrel, it was justified enough height to do your two or three spins in the air. So he ended up doing one, two, three, and was eventually able to do, to do 12, <laughs> hence the name 12 barrels. Amazing. And uh, then he started doing that to promote his dad's whiskey. While he's touring Europe and showing them how to play hockey, Queen Victoria um, of, of England asked him to put on a show chauffeur, mm-hmm. uh, buys 12 barrels of scotch from Scotland, brings them down to the River Thames and jumps 12 barrels for the Queen, and that's where the story really became famous, was after that act. So that's uh, the, a little bit of the history and the backstory of the brand. It's a very funny. canadian story <laughs> that, that. and
1: it's, you know what it's so funny this year is so canadian right like we've got our 150 going on we've got lots of canadian whiskies you know coming out like like screaming you know canada they've got the canadian flag on the front but i think that's probably the most canadian story i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> so far on the podcast because so, so much of the canadian whiskey like um, history, you know, in, for the big guys, includes a lot of, like, Americans and Prohibition and this sort of, you know, uh, lore that comes into it. And so, like, but this is, the, that was a proper Canadian story. Yeah. We, we talked about hockey. We said Mickey. Like, I feel like, you know, we're just so giving Canadian, her today. Eh? We are. We got that accent. We're giving her, eh? Giving her.
0: Um, you're right, because, um, you know, the, the American stories are like, oh, we modified cars and we did Prohibition runs and that became, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> car racing. And, yeah. and we're like, well, you had figures skating and (laughs) and circled barrels it's great
1: that's right that's right and you brought some with you today for us to try absolutely yeah great so Um, uh, we've got some right in front of us here lucky us so what stage are you in right now so
2: So as uh on my way back today i taste the final blend tomorrow friday we'll go to bottle lcbo will pick up the first batch uh, sometime in the following week and then uh, usually on stores is about a week or two delay after that. So earliest will be will be Father's Day. Okay. Oh. Latest will be July 1st. So speaking mm-hmm. of it being Canadian, okay. it, uh, it, launching for that will be our launch celebration. Hey, Canada's 150th birthday and all that good stuff. Uh, yes. So it's uh, been quite the time to get it. Going on a year and a half to, to get here wow. um, with the LCBO. But it's good timing anyway, so yeah. I can't complain.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow, that's very exciting. So cheers to you. Congratulations. Yeah, cheers. Congratulations. This is great. Good stuff.
0: Um, so we, we should get a, we'll start off with, um, it's not actually whiskey whiskey as defined in
2: Canada. Technically, yeah. So we source, John originally did it back with wheat. So wheat whiskey is the, Canadian whiskey is the biggest proportion, mm-hmm. um, followed by some Canadian corn. Um, and then there's a little bit of misunderstanding even above uh, with the lawmakers of what actually constitutes as whiskey in Canada. Um, so there used to be the 9.09% rule. Now that's gone. because that's gone it's grayed the lines a little
0: bit it's not the rule isn't gone it just doesn't apply to the this correct
2: oh it's gone 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 gone? off the books completely so that was removed july 1st 2009 and um so canadian whiskey you're allowed to have uh three-year-old now you're talking about
0: ontario sales though specific right because i think the 902 901 still applies to federal Uh, cross-provincial
2: cross-provincial no um between countries yes, between countries okay right now so we're sending it to the states yes But it only applies to the States if you're shipping it there Mm -hmm. and your distributor, importer, retailer ask for a certificate of origin and if they don't ask for that it's totally allowed
0: okay and we should explain so the 9.09 rule uh, <laughs> you have is, to go is, back to
1: Davin DeCurgamo's uh, podcast we've had, right we have had Davin on a few times two years times. ago yeah it essentially
0: means you can have like a 10 year old Canadian whiskey but 9.09 could be something else could be but it has to be aged in something so it could be sherry it could be wine and mm-hmm. usually like so some whiskeys might put like a like a dark horse like a you mm. know uh, has like 1.5% sherry in it and that kind of falls within yep. that rule mm-hmm. uh, but there have been rule changes, and now there's a bunch of... Because I've heard of a few different things. I've heard that if you sell only in Ontario, it doesn't apply. I've heard other people say you can sell in Ontario, but you can't ship across borders into other provinces. Yeah. And it seems like, like you said, nobody really knows Dude, that's exactly what applies yeah, right? these days. yes, yeah, so um, that's,
2: uh, you know, our interpretation of the law, the CRA. You talk to someone, each person has a different interpretation. Yeah. That's a big issue amongst the craft distillers, mm-hmm. is every jurisdiction, someone will interpret a law whether it's labeling or regardless, uh, it's modestly differently, mm-hmm. um, which is a bit of an issue. Back Going back a little bit, we had submitted about 10 different Canadian whiskies to the LCBO and rejected all of them. And so I was like, okay, we gotta go back to, to square one. So I made up, um, I sourced every bit of whiskey that I possibly could and made the best product that I could. And that's what we came up with was this um, American rye whiskey that we use that's a bit younger than the three years old but it makes up about a quarter of the mash bill. Um, so it was in that high proportion. No one has really done in it in that way in Canada. Does it really constitute as whiskey? Uh, we're not really sure. Okay, we'll back off and not officially right. call it whiskey, um, but it still passes the bill as whiskey. If, uh, if the whiskeys right. were sold individually, they're whiskey, but together it's a little bit of uncertainty, um, which is even more uh, frustrating. But, heck, we've got a good product, and I'll, I'll go off that. Right, and
0: yeah, we've yeah. talked about this on the podcast before. Like, an Amer- yeah. You can have an American whiskey come here that's one day old, and it could be sold as whiskey, whereas a Canadian whiskey has to be three years Theoretically, but like you said, there's a lot of debate as to whether that's Yeah,
2: so you know, one of those things is that the craft distillers what they're doing is, you know, laying down their whiskey stocks, doing vodkas and gins. Well, what I would do is I'd buy in bourbon and start selling bourbon whiskey. You don't have to call it bourbon whiskey, just whiskey and sell it yeah. off as your own, which would be really smart. But you don't find that under the Canadian law. You have to look into NAFTA to be able to find out that those sorts of things can be sold here all right so it's like totally different documents totally different spaces um so it's been lots of time on the computers and and on the phones oh my gosh yeah um
0: you know what before we talk more about Locke and we will um tell (laughs) it you've been you've been in the booze industry since you were from like pretty much high school i guess
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah when i when i was first
0: introduced to cole um i got a very i never actually heard the story from cole i've got a brief summary (laughs) of the story of how cole started waking booze and um yeah just tell us a story. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. So, um, my dad in the basement has quite the nifty bar that he put together. So there's liquor in the back cabinet. And of course my friends would come over and there was a spot to be, and we take half an inch out of every bottle, of course. Right. Mm. Well, you can only take out half inch of so many bottles before, um, your parents start to notice. <laughs> so, um, you know, it came time where we could, that wasn't a source of, of liquor anymore. We were uh, grade 11 at the time. So we were about 16 going on 17. We talk about so much underage drinking on this podcast in Canada. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know don't what. Do don't, just do don't do it. Do it. No. Don't do it. Yeah. And uh, so um, for whatever reason, I was compelled to just go on YouTube and say, how do you make booze? And the easiest way to do that is to make wine. Uh, you can go to Walmart and I bought Welch's grape juice, um, baker's yeast that you use for bread and a little bit of added sugar. Mix those um, together in that same Welch's jug. <laughs> You then take, um, cause you've got, so the, that you just mix them up, no heating or anything and the, you know, reaction starts to happen. Um, but you can't put the cap on or else it'll blow up. <laughs> um, but you can't leave it open or bacteria will get in. Um... So to be very is, authentic, you don't want any bacteria exactly. to get in. Spoil you, your, you're, your, you're going to do it right. Your you got to do it right. Homemade wine, <laughs> exactly. Grape juice wine, yeah. So you take a balloon, put it on top, and you poke a hole in the top, and that will blow up once the carbon dioxide. Don't try releasing. this at home. And, I, I hope nobody uh, listens to this. I'm going to put that explicit works one on this one.
0: This is an explicit podcast for adults <laughs> only. Don't <laughs> listen to any of this. Uh, but please go on.
2: Yeah. So it, it blows up, and in three days it starts to deflate. You know that the fermentation is over, um, and depending mm-hmm. on sugar. Um, how much you put in? My first batches were coming around six, seven percent. Highest ever got them was you know sixteen, seventeen. That's really pushing the limit of, of what the yeast can do. Um, standard baker's yeast that you use for bread will get you up to about eight or nine. And if you use an actual wine yeast, you can get it up to the normal 16%. Wow, of course, um, I had
1: no idea. So Why that's am I so that
2: was you know. Store. Exactly. <laughs> so dumb now. You, well, you make that here, and you can get it done for about a dollar twenty-five a liter. Um, so it's really cost efficient when you're on a budget in high school as well. So it, it knocked off, it checked off lots, lots of boxes. <laughs> and then that led to um, somehow I ended up buying a still. Um, and somehow. Somehow. Um, I bought it and I had to tell them that I was in first year. Um, I took cognitive science at Carleton, but I, you know, I bought it in Kingston, Ontario. So I told them I was going to Queens. I was a mechanical engineering student in that you can use stills um, for biofuels. Mm-hmm. So um, you distill it off and you, you get your biofuel that you can use. And I told him I was doing a first year um, university experiment, was how I was able to get the shop to sell me this still so I could use it for whiskey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so in between there, I was making beers and these sorts of things. And I made a bad batch of beer out in the front. This is my parents had already caught me and that sort of thing. <laughs> made a batch of beer, would have been early May late June you know sometime in in this time of year and uh you could see the pollen off the trees coming into the batch because we are doing outside and it just made it a really sour beer which I didn't know at the time people love that stuff right mm-hmm. yeah it tasted like sour patch kids and licking the side of a tree wow. so it wasn't the most appealing thing in the world um so I but I had a lot of it like and I did tasting I, notes on that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I still got all 24 bottles I made um <laughs> And then, so I bought the still to distill that off and it was modestly drinkable. And so the theory was if I can make a really good beer, I can make fairly decent whiskey was the hypothesis. And, and then we were off to the races.
1: Wow. What an entrepreneurial, yeah, like. slightly
0: few federal laws broken there. I guess <laughs> what? As at least you were under 18. I mean, I guess you can't go to jail now.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's uh, that's, uh,
1: that's crazy. That's crazy. So how was the wine? It was horrible, wasn't it? It was the worst.
2: Yeah, the wine um, was yeasty. Yeah, There's no filtration system. Yeah. It was, um, the yeast would send it to the bottom. You'd have about half inch of that. Yeah. And then you would... uh, Yeah. Pour it into a coffee filter essentially to strain it out as Sounds you're going in the glass. Um, right. But it got the job done. That's yep. all that mattered. Um, and what was the key piece there was you could have given them a $400 bottle of scotch yep. or my backyard moonshine essentially, um, and the kids would have taken my moonshine every day of the week. And it wasn't that the quality was there; it was there was a story and something to to go behind and yeah. a good time and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And that was a very key thing. Was you know. If I, at that time, getting in the business, no, craft beer was taking off. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea you could source whiskey. The like, craft beer's taken off. I wanted to do this in 10 or 15 years. Gosh darn it, why couldn't I have been older, right? <laughs> so I had no plans on doing anything like that. Going to Carlton, they had a grant. It's unfortunately no longer existent. But if you communicate to the government that um, you want to work somewhere between university semesters abroad, acquire skills that you couldn't learn here... But you would acquire those skills elsewhere, come back here, start a business, and hire those jobs and bring them back. You could get a grant. Yeah. So I got fifty-five hundred dollars to go make whiskey. Was was the was a proposition? Jamie, this is socialism at the. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I uh, spent uh, quite a few months sending out four or five hundred emails and lots of phone calls, and eventually got one of the distilleries in the UK to take me on for for about four and a half months. So I ended up there learning the real tricks of the trade on, you know, a larger scale and uh, and uh, learned the insides and outs of the business and came back here. And that was when it was, you know, okay, it's time to go.
1: I haven't heard like an authentic like moonshine story from a distiller in a really long time. I,
2: I
0: don't think I don't think Eddie Russell has this kind of story. I don't yet, think so either. either. Like, Eddie... and because all the <laughs>
1: it's funny because like all the craft distillers that I've heard you know so far have just been like you know what we really want to make whiskey, so we opened. A, like I have not heard a moonshine story in a long time, so it really, uh, <laughs> I really uh, I I appreciate that. That's that's an authentic yeah. whiskey story right from top to bottom. Like.
2: <laughs> I have. Um, which one of these are we? pouring so when I, I've got 12 <laughs> barrels with us what we're drinking now I also have a couple different um, back in the day I couldn't buy American white oak barrels I didn't have enough whiskey for that so I went to the local brew store and all they had was toasted um, French wine uh, oak meant for wine and so I said you know this is all I got to, to start aging and doing some tests um, so I bought the, the, the toasted wine and I tried to do, you know, I toasted a char one, two, three, and four and tried to do that in the barbecue. Um, so this one here is just toasted and you uh, haven't tasted it in a very long well time. I, that, so that's been there for four years. Okay. I'll, I'll let you pour it. Cause that um, seems pretty important. It's been there for four years. So this one's toasted. Um, and the other one we have was my more charred, So it should be a little bit, um, cleaner um, of a tasting spirit. And then with that as well, these are both at, um, cast grain. So I put them away at 62 and percent, like the, the Americans do.
0: Um, sorry, what, what was, what was the original that went in here? What was the, so this
2: is the just purely toasted. So there's no charring. But what's on the, those barrels. Wh-
0: the whiskey or the booze in here? What is it?
2: Oh yeah. So it's 50% malt. malt so it's, um, barley and 50% corn. Um, Back about four or five years ago, none of the local stores were carrying rye. Um, so it right. wasn't something I could do. And that's, you know, by far the toughest green to mash. So start somewhere.
1: So to describe what we've got here is a nice Mickey.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, a, it's in a Captain Morgan's Mickey. Yeah, yeah um, that was yeah. Uh, Cole's Plastic. response to nosing yeah. it alone.
1: Yeah, and uh, <gasps> there's uh, at the bottom, there's some... Uh, some wood chips here this is wow. i applaud your here's the thing like this is the, probably one of the most authentic like proper like you love your whiskey i can tell that right now because you've been experimenting and this is okay what's the moment of truth you guys i haven't tried it yet
2: it is jam-packed with flavor <laughs> <laughs> is it good flavor uh, i didn't see that oh man I, i'm scared to drink this
0: that the nose is it's vicious it's it is vicious um <laughs> This is basically very close to what you would do at home and experiment if you poured your vodka into wood chips on the bottom of the thing and just kind of see what happens. This is very close to that. All right. Woo.
2: Woo. Now, all I will say, it could be worse. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it could.
0: A
1: lot of stuff going on right here. Yeah. There's a bubblegum finish to it, which I think is very interesting.
0: I oh, have yeah, a bit of licorice notes on that. Licorice. Very fatty, just kinda sticking to the lips right now and the tongue is just not just staying there. It, it's it's not gonna leave. <laughs> I,
1: lo- guys, I it love it. You'll of taste it after you brush your teeth tonight, eh? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> I love this. And so you, but you were doing an experiment th- primarily.
0: So we were like you said, you were doing different char levels and kind of seeing oh, the is- effects on, on, on the, the whiskey as you were doing with different chars.
2: Yeah. And so the whole point was to test them, taste them, and, and improve, of course. Um, it was just I built up uh, quite the collection and I never ended up getting back to these. A couple years later, they were buried away and, and uh, I did, well, I moved out from university. Just a few weeks ago, so it was time to clean out and find out what I had when I was moving back home and that sort of thing, um, and, and these were there. So,
1: oh my gosh, that's an amazing story because you literally I think just graduated. Yeah,
0: um, long h- history with making booze in the most illegal of ways, um, and then uh, and then you know going on TV show getting I think almost is, getting a funding deal, but kind of passing on it and still having a product and bringing it out and, and having something on the shelf coming out the next month. Like, yeah. that's amazing. That's, it's
1: amazing. Like, I love this story because I think it's like, it's so authentic. It's so like, it hasn't been you know, given like the polish of, you know, yeah, (laughs) it is actually like, you just have always wanted to do this. And like, and so, well, I mean, so for you, like getting into the LCBO, um, you know, in the next like couple weeks, like that, that must feel like quite the accomplishment. Like it must be like, you know, this is, this is, Huge. They're the biggest, or one of the biggest, at least top three like mm-hmm. booze buyers in the entire world. For so, Canadian
2: whiskey, they are. Yeah. So um, yeah. Costco in and uh, and <laughs> Walmart have them beat out on the beer and, and yeah. the like, right. wine That's side a now. Sale, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but LCBO's even LCBO. you know LCBO right now is doing forty six percent of all whiskey sales in Canada. So this yeah. is the market wow. to be in for certain, for sure. Um,
1: but who knew making, making stuff in your front yard to like, you know, yeah. selling it in the LCBO, like that's impressive.
2: Yeah. 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 Interesting exciting. to say the least.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, and I love that you had to give them a bunch of different samples before they were like, okay, we will, we'll sell this. Yeah, and we, it's, a, it's a $35 price one. This is very much entry level kind of it's getting yeah. you started, getting you through the door. Yeah. 35
2: uh, up here. And if we are moving the States, it'll be, you know, 25, 50 ish for, for all those down south listening
0: nice nice it's awesome um so <laughs> it's such a great story and i love that you have like two more other samples do we want to try these other two? yeah let's
2: try the the, the super charred one uh i'm hoping it's going to be different um and if it's yeah. if, as long as it's different uh i will call this experiment a success <laughs> I, I see <laughs> i
0: see what mistake i did when i added uh, this on my own years ago i i i had like one of these bottles jamie but it was like up to here of, of wood chips I, yeah. I, see, <laughs> I see that like having like a 20th of the wood chips yep. produces
2: uh well that one you've got there um my the original whiskeys that I made were awful I mean really bad um <laughs> but for anyone who's got some bad whiskey that they don't want to drink at home and pawn off to someone else the best way to cover it up was with cranberry juice <laughs> there's just something about it yeah okay. so this one here has wood chips we also know a few other th- floaty things in there I put the cranberries whole right into the whiskey aging, oh, um, so um, hoping to impart some of that flavor to mask up the the ones that aren't so good in there. Oh, that's amazing.
0: The nose is a little less uh, less offensive on this. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Again, these are not the products going on for sale. This is where we're testing the early experiments of of Cole's uh, history in making whiskey. Yeah. So these uh, are all
2: just shy of four years old.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, hmm. I, pre- I prefer it.
0: There's a little bit of char at the bottom it's of my hand glass, different. which I like. Um, it's
1: definitely different.
0: So it success, um, <laughs> success. Yeah. I, you did um, it. If you handed me this and said it was moonshine and a party in the woods somewhere, I'd be like, eh, questionable, but I'll drink it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I would I would drink this in it the woods any old time 100%, <laughs> James, like, 100%. I mean I, as a Toronto person I've never had like a, a, a know, party in the woods I know, I before which I feel like, like I know, I feel you like, gotta come out of the backwoods and I happening. know I feel I know. like I, I'm kind of sad about that like now I feel like I'm missing out on something um yeah
0: yeah i say backwoods but i've never actually been in the backwoods
1: i know you grew up in (laughs) toronto too Uh, uh,
0: but i this is uh wow this is so fascinating so fascinating the um so i I love so you did actual cranberries that's what that is that's That's, what
2: that gunk in the bottom is
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. so do you have whiskey from your early distillation uh time like what you distilled with that still that you
2: brought in Mm. Yeah, so that's all this stuff. Oh, that, that is that all stuff. All of this was distilled. Oh, I'm but, sorry. I misunderstood. Okay. Yeah, so, so it was, that's all that's from, yeah, right from the beginning um, was off that, that little still that I said was going to turn into biofuel. So it was just little, I think mean, it was about six or eight liters capacity and would roughly make a... Um, Seven hundred and fifty mils. So you yeah. know, each output would be a bottle, depending on how you did your cuts and that oh, sort that's, of Oh, that's great! Like
0: it's actually. I thought you were using like uh, you know. Oh gosh, uh, no. spirits. In, no, no, in no, no, it. no. That's these are uh, distilled and aged myself. So there's no, yeah. there's no like you know, there's no none of the offensive stuff you normally get with like bad
2: distilled stuff, yeah. whiskey on the nose. So that's very yeah, yeah, impressive. Yeah, no, so actually, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: like that's a uh, that's kind of impressive too. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, that was
2: one thing was I always you know. He, he, the thing is, oh, you'll go blind, right? As mm-hmm. long as you take, you know, if you're distilling, you know, Hiram Walker, brown form and light levels, like, yeah, you know, you better take out your heads. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in such a small proportion, it, yeah. it does make a difference. But so it's I'm all about... going blind right now. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's I, all about I have, that. Uh, uh,
1: I have actually tasted some, like, heads and tails from... Just like just just like you could that's for some people that's how you tell when to make your cuts, right? Like if you're, you know, doing a small like craft distillery, then you know, you're you're gonna that's gonna be part of it is you're going to go by time and you're going to go by taste. And so, yeah, you do have to taste a little bit of the heads and tails. So, I, I, so far, so good. I was totally projecting.
0: I'm going to go blind because I'm <laughs> completely <laughs> contract. I'll just be like in 20 minutes from now, I'm like, I think I'm going
2: blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that's really impressive. I, I got to say, like the fact yeah. that you still that, that that's... It's
1: incredible.
2: Yeah, those were all put away in first year university. Wow. Nice. 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 So oh my, my, my roommate didn't actually... I roomated first year res with my roommate who lived a kilometer down the road from us in Napanee but his girlfriend was living next door Mm -hmm. so I you underneath your bed you had some space to you know put some stuff so I used his bed because he wasn't sleeping there to to hide my hundred or so liters of beer, wine whatever was fermenting at the time so it was uh, quite the setup I had to say the least that's amazing. amazing! I
1: feel like all your uh, university friends were kind of like your guinea pigs. Yeah. Like essentially, yeah. You know, um, you got to, you know, you got to this place because you had a, you had a. I mean, it's not like their palettes were going to be excellent. But you definitely, <laughs> definitely didn't like, you know, make any of them go blind. So it's all good. Exactly. Yeah. This is incredible.
0: Uh, did you? I uh, love this. I was going to say uh, it reminds me of. Um, <laughs> reminds me of uh, Greg's uh, story from Master Stiller from Maker's Mark when his wife. Um, his wife basically uh, fell in love with him because he made great beer, beer. Yes. <laughs> in university. And then he started making whiskey, and she's like, well, what's with the whiskey? <laughs> yeah. like, I just want, him. why do not you making that great beer? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> so he had a lot of friends. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, this is great. And I have the uh, I have the cast drink stuff over here. I think we should end with this one. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: definitely where to go. This is the, yeah. this
2: is the cast of the 12 barrels. The 12
0: barrels. Uh, so this is the... Uh, after the blending process, before the watering down process, that's the... Yeah, so two
2: of our whiskeys come in at 60%. The other one comes in at 80 yep. So this is somewhere mid-60-ish cool. um, range, um, being that there's no water added to this one, Cast strength. Uh, so it's uh, potent. I am very curious to see how this is going to taste and compare it to... Well,
1: we are fans. I'm also a fan of the uh, vessel with which this has come to us. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite a thing. Jars. Jars. No, jars. Yeah. I love, uh, I love this
0: if the police were to walk in here right now, we would uh, potentially be in a little trouble. No. no nope, nope. Hashtag explicit. This nope. is uh, gonna have the explicit tag on it for sure. <laughs> you can swear <laughs> all you <Nope>. want, Jamie.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I think this is fantastic. Uh, oh wow!
0: So this is completely different on the nose. You're gonna you're getting more of that kind of Canadian corn
2: um, on the nose. Yeah, that really nose. shows through. Yeah. See, the wheat that we use is the, the largest grain that we put in, um, but it's very good at being the blending base where it hides away mm-hmm. and just adds a nice layer of support. Yeah. Um, so, on its own, it's very noticeable hey, these are the flavor profiles of this whiskey, but once you put anything on top of it, especially that rye, mm-hmm. um, it covers it up and just provides a really good base. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, why we're a big fan of uh, older wheated whiskeys. Yep. Uh, there's a reason why Pappy's famous. It's that the wheat leaves room for the wood oak to come through.
1: 100%. And it does have that sort of like that hint of sweetness just on the end, like just a little.
0: Yeah. It's a little strong. It's definitely a little strong. <laughs> I would, I would, Wimp. A, I would put a few drops in this, but Jamie disagrees. Jamie's like, Jamie's happy. She's like, you know what? I'm, it's a random I'm afternoon. Happy.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a random I love, afternoon. I love
0: Ambassador Jamie. Ambassador Jamie's, um, uh, you're, you're good.
1: I'm good to go. And
0: you're like, yeah, this is fine.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. No, I, uh, yeah, I could see why I could I, I could see putting like a drop or two in there. But like, honestly, like
0: you're happy. I'm this pretty is good. happy. This is good. Yeah. We're drinking out of a jar. Cast strength. This is like um, this is my jam right here. Right. <laughs> this is
1: like I always get these like so my dad really enjoys the whole like um, like history of like moonshining. So when, like, he likes to call and talk about popcorn Sutton sometimes. <laughs> 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 so I'm a, yeah, I, uh, I like the whole idea of, like, the the history of making your own whiskey. And, and I think, like I said, like, you're sort of the, the most authentic I've seen so far. I appreciate yeah. that very much. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm enjoying this. This is um, so.
2: When's the cast strength version of 12 barrels coming out? Ah, there it is. So, that's one of the um, so the question is always you know, we've got this one, 12 barrels, the normal original, let's call Mm -hmm. it, right? Um, Do you ever expand into finishing in different casks, cask version, higher rye, whatever it may be, right? Um, Brand extensions. One of the things is we're at the mercy out of our suppliers, right? If they don't mm-hmm. have the whiskey for us to make it right now, yeah. we can't make it. Yeah. So we buy age stock. The dream's eventually to, you know, eventually we'll start buying new fill barrels. So we'll have a little bit more customization of what goes into those barrels, what those barrels are. That'll be the next step. And mm-hmm. so once we get to there, we'll be able to say, hey, you know, we're, we've been doing this for 12, 18, 24 months. We've got this whiskey coming online. Heck, you know, let's do a brand extension. Yeah. Um, or we can just rock with this one, you know, going forward. So I, that's, you know, those are decisions I'll worry about later. Yeah. For now, I just got to worry about selling my first bottle. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Let's not get too far ahead yeah. of ourselves. That's
0: a good point. So you, you, it is a problem now selling. You were saying before the podcast started, uh, getting uh, aged barrels is, is getting extremely difficult.
2: Especially for yeah. rye. Just everyone knows that that's taking off. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen over the past 12 months of trying to find rye, just the prices have gone up from, you know, seven eight nine hundred dollars a barrel of rye aged three four years to you know pushing fourteen fifteen hundred dollars a barrel wow. yeah. um so you know the prices have gone up extremely high um but that's also when i'm buying 10 25 50. you know let's take mg you know midwest grain products for example when you're you know george Dickel, bullet their pricing structure. The highest one is twenty-five thousand barrels or more of whiskey. Right. You know, this is your best deal if you buy this much. Like, yes. Goodness me, yeah. that's a lot of whiskey. About <laughs> <That was> one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, but the, I mean, I guess, but the government takes away so much uh, tax from taxes as well. So, this still, we're talking like. Oh yeah, yeah. It,
2: I, that's one thing. Especially in Canada, some of the states are, are quite bad. It's their still control. Mm-hmm. Um, Profit margins are better off of $35 a bottle here in Ontario anyway. I get paid just about over 8 dollars 5 a bottle, right? Um, And so I gotta be making a little bit of money off that, but for the most part I'm not. So that's a trade off of buying aged whiskey and not having my own facilities was, I have to pay out the yin yang for that aged stock Mm -hmm. and buying in, in fairly low quantities. Um so I won't be making money here for another 18, 24 a month. So uh mm-hmm. I hope mom and dad treat me good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Now wow. going back to twelve barrels, it almost takes tastes bland in comparison oh, no, that, of course. with that yeah. punch in the face, of course, but uh
0: but I do like taste them side by side because you're kinda getting the it is super interesting. Uh, interesting. Um little yeah. more kind of like nutty, uh darker fruit flavors here. You're just getting like just so much punch of flavor. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Very interesting, the and and so you and tell us the process of kind of how did you come across the, the blend that went to twelve barrels? What was the kind of process there
2: between what whiskey? Um, a lot of emails, calling, and begging. Because
0: mm-hmm. I guess yeah, sourcing the whiskey was your so, number one problem. So
2: that, that's, yeah. that's the issue: is that no one's willing to sell whiskey in such small quantities usually. So I buy by the thousand liter tote, mm-hmm. uh, and they want you to buy by the tanker, which is anywhere between twenty two and twenty six thousand liters. Um, divide that po- by point. I mean, three point seven eight for gallons. If you guys want to do the math for, for the southern listeners, right, um, so it's about five thousand gallons as a tanker. Wow, um, which is just a boatload of whiskey. Concerning, you know, you can't just sell canadian corn whiskey aged three years or something got to go on top of that right Right. Uh, so i've got the three different whiskeys in you imagine having seventy-five thousand liters of cast strength you know that's that's a lot of bottles something that we're not ready for but someone from the one of the big voices listening now laughing at me like haha you're doing we spill more than that right (laughs) (laughs) Is, is the saying that we always say um and i had a lot of you know At the time, I'm sourcing, trying to find Canadian whiskey, trying to find American whiskey, um, calling them the Americans, and I'm only 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, talking on the phone, you don't notice that. But if they're interested enough to go find the story and look up the website, they know that, you know, I'm quite young. So that was a big thing to overcome, both in sourcing whiskey, saying, like, hey— I'm going to buy your whiskey. I'm going to grow the brand. I'm going to, we're going to sell more of your whiskey, all this great stuff to show them that there's an actual business there and I know what I'm talking about. But that was also a big issue with the LCBO was like, this is the big leagues yeah, and you're doing it yourself, right? So there's no employees or anything. This is just all, all me doing it, right? Um, so that was a big thing trying to convince them with as well in their early days. Yeah, amazing.
1: I'm impressed.
2: You are, you are. I'm I can see. I'm very
1: impressed. Yeah, impressed yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. This is I'm, amazing, I'm, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, yeah because yeah, we, we uh, it's funny that kind of different uh, levels of like how books get started and you're right a lot of a lot of folks are like this is, makes a good business idea and let's do this and yeah. then uh, or like to... there's
1: been like a passion somewhere but like this is this is very clearly like something that you have um, you know sort of had your eye on for a long time and like yeah this is.
2: Very cool. A lot of luck played into it too, right? I ended up getting that distillery job over there in the UK. They were only open for about six months. It was the Lakes Distillery. So um, it was founded by Paul Curry. Him and his dad set up the Isle of Arran. They decided to move about 50 kilometers south of the Scottish border um, because in England, the rules for whiskey aren't as specific. It's not as constricted. So you can play around a little bit more with barrels and aging and these sorts of things. Um, Put a boatload of money into getting that place started. Um, laying down single malt Scotch on the English side—it's not quite Scotch, scotch of course—but um, the whole objective was that. But in the meantime, they were making vodkas and gins, and selling a blended Scotch whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Scotch sold a boatload of bottles the first year. Yeah. And you know, why can't, I didn't know you could source whiskey, and I'm like, where is this coming Wh- from? Right, it's right, not right. getting yeah. bottled here. Or, yeah. And yeah. They, you know, we buy it and we blend it and to our specifications. Oh, wow, this makes so much sense, right? Yeah. Why, why do I need to start off that story? I don't have that kind of money um, I'm not gonna vi- convince anyone to give me that money um, So start off, you know, where they're being successful and that's when I came back and realized hey like some of the Americans are doing it yeah, yeah um, for sure. and um, That was you know, I was 19 at the time turning 20 that fall um, so that's when I got back that fall. I was like, okay, this might be something I could pull off.
0: That's interesting. Oh so you gosh. worked with uh, who from uh, uh, from Aaron? Or I guess formerly of Yeah, Aaron. so it
2: was, it was Paul Curry. Um, okay, was, the is, son the, of, of Harold Curry. Yeah. Exactly, oh, that's so yeah. Cool. yeah. And yeah. so they were starting that off and uh, doing quite the, quite a good thing. So I live 15 feet away from the distiller. I live in the mm-hmm. same house as Paul. So it was really interesting to work there all day, both in... In the distillery, learning, you know, from milling the grain to maturation and that sort of thing on, on the, the single malt that they were making. Um, but also going out on the weekends and doing some of the shows and interacting with the customers and yeah. seeing what they wanted yeah. um, was a really good opportunity. But also seeing him, you know, for the person running it, it doesn't stop. Yeah. Right. He's up at eight, nine o'clock you know, taking calls in China and Taiwan, they were selling their whiskeys too. And it was super interesting to see that, um, business point as well to, to kind of get, you know, a little bit of a taste anyway, to see what it was actually like. That's amazing. Like, I mean, Aaron distillery and this, uh, you know, the curry family and and that lineage is pretty, pretty great. Yeah. 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 It's
1: awesome. So do you have like bottle one, like socked away somewhere?
2: Yeah. So I, after this, I head back and stop off the distillery, approve the final batch to make sure it got blended right. And that sort of thing. so, We you know blend those so they come in at those cast strengths that we talked about, proof them all down to roughly forty percent, right. and then bring them together. Mm-hmm. And then um, depending on how successful that is, we'll be blending tomorrow or, or the day after. So here in the next little while, and then uh, those first few will definitely be numbered and signed and that sort of thing. And then the awesome. rest of them will be Very sent cool. out or so. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It's exciting times anyway.
0: Well, that sounds amazing. Um, where where can people uh, follow you? Because uh, this, I think, you, you should follow Cole and just this 100%. is a great story. Yeah, so
2: yeah. That, a great story. Yeah, so I've got you know the all the social medias at twelve barrels or at twelve dot barrels for some of them. Um, yeah, email me at cole at 12barrels, and, and 12 is the full word, so cole, c o l e at 12barrels.com. Uh, feel free to hit me up if you're uh, looking to invest in the whiskey business, if you want a job, if you want to intern, if you want to say hi, if you're a restaurant manager, if the LCBO is listing, yes. give me a call. Yes. Um, yeah, if you want to reach out, please do, and uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to uh, chat with anyone on the, on the phone, email, Skype, whatever you got to do. Yeah, uh, I love chatting that sort of thing and picking your brain and, and, uh, yeah. So yeah. Feel free to reach out. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and awesome. Uh,
1: keep an eye out at the LCBO. Yeah. 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 Get your hands on one of the very first bottles. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. Sock it away by two, keep yeah. one, open one. Yeah. That's the whole thing.
0: Uh, this is going to be the modern story in like 10 years. This is gonna be the modern story. Uh, I made whiskey and then I did this and I did that and whatever. And then boom product.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. great. Well, like I said, like, I think it's like, I, I'm super impressed and I'm it's super, so much, I mean, so
0: much work goes into this. Yeah. Like we, we kind of, we were laughing it off, but it's, it's, it's amazing to, oh, it's well,
1: amazing.
2: That like was the one nice thing. Is, yeah, the one nice thing about doing it, you know, I started, you know, getting that back that fall was third year in university. What was nice about getting it started then was there was no risk, right? If yeah. I fail, I'm still in school. Right. I can still right. get a job. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, with that was there was no zero social life, right? Yeah. Right. you know, yeah. while everyone else was partying and I was trying to make the booze at the party too, wow. is the I say, right? So yeah. I didn't have a, a whole lot of fun nights out and that sort of thing, which was, which is part of what but I enjoyed it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is part of it and why I kept doing it. So I mean, the non-distilled producers
0: kind of get a bad rap sometimes because they're like, oh, you're just bottling somebody else's stuff. Uh, but But as we
1: know, they make some of the greatest whiskey that's out there. You know, the most
0: important thing, and we know this for sure, the most important thing is branding and personality and what you bring into the whiskey, because you can have a great whiskey and you should have both a great whiskey and the branding, but with, you can have a great whiskey without the branding you fail every single time. So this is a great way to like, what's working, what isn't, what's, what can we do? And I think one of the big
2: things too is right. You, you know, I'm sourcing whiskey, you know, I just said it. Yeah, right? Right, yeah. right. You just have to be open and transparent about it. And the consumers want to know roughly what the mash bill is, kind of where you're getting them from, although I can't say exactly what distilleries. Um, they want to know that you're sourcing. If you're willing to come out and say that, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. fine, you know. Especially, you know, I can get away with saying like I don't have the resources or the, you yeah. know, to do my own distillery and wait that long. But some of those guys in the States have really been hurt by saying, you know, we make xyz whiskey here in the state of xyz yeah. and you're really sourcing it from an entirely different place yes. you know when you're starting to mislead the consumer that's when it starts to backlash at you as yeah. long as you're open you know the consumer will understand or they for won't sure. but they're not going to buy products so you know yeah. that's fine yeah
1: exactly no i think happy van
2: a- winkle distillery <laughs> <laughs> it's on the bottle doesn't
0: exist
1: <laughs> no it's a i think that's great and i think that um you know your passion for what you've been well you said you were making wine since you were 16. So essentially, like it's allegedly, is, allegedly, we did. Yeah, there's no proof. There's no proof. <laughs> there is no proof. We didn't whatsoever. taste that. We didn't taste that. It's not here. But again, uh, uh, this but, show uh, is not a legal
0: admission of any <laughs> doing. <wrongdoing. laughs> It's for entertainment purposes only. I That's think I've used right. that uh, three times now in this three podcast times recording. On the like podcast. this podcast yeah. is for entertainment purposes only. Just a
1: little. Only. I don't know if
2: we have it. I know the Americans yeah. have the, the statute of limitations. We must have something like that. That must <laughs> long pass. He says right? after admitting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well done. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, yeah, cheers. Let's do this a is proper, proper cheers.
0: cheers. Uh, boom! 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 There we go. All nice. right, Jamie.
1: Well, Mark, where can people find you on the socials?
0: There is an M A R K B Y L O K on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And I'm at Bourbon Thing.
0: All right. Great podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Cole. Yeah, thanks, thanks, everyone, Cole. for
2: listening. I appreciate the time.
0: Enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> Ooh, cast strength.
1: There you go. Three, four. Whiskey, whiskey. The singer's getting sore.